Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to be bringing another episode this week. And this week on the podcast, we have Lindsay Summers, who is the owner of the Blonde Bar Salon, which cutest name ever. I can't wait to chat more about her and her social media is so entertaining to sit there and watch and scroll. But hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to chat all about you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on here. Yes. So fun. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your background in beauty. How did you just kind of initially get into it? So I guess I'll start. I don't think I've actually ever shared my story online. I don't really Mm -hmm. talk a lot lot about my story through in social media, but like you said, I'm an owner of the Blonde Bar Salon in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been a hairstylist now for about six years. It will be seven in November. It's crazy to think that. Um, But my background in beauty, it's kind of like an interesting thing. So I grew up always loving hair and makeup. Like I was the girl who did all my friends hair and makeup for prom, homecoming. And when I was in high school, I actually went to beauty school, but I actually dropped out. Um, I was a beauty school dropout in high school. (laughs) Grease theme song, cue that in. Um, (laughs) But I... um, I actually knew that's always what I wanted, but I moved out at 17 and I couldn't afford beauty school and rent. Um, And I always wanted to find my way back, but I never did. And unfortunately, when I was younger, I ended up in um, a domestic violence relationship. And in that relationship, I was told how I would never be able to be a successful hairstylist. And I'm a natural blonde. (laughs) So hence the blonde bar, but I keep he never really wanted me to be a blonde. So I was a brunette and I always wanted to go back blonde and he wouldn't let me and he would never let me go to a salon. So three years after I was with that relationship, I ended up getting out and I'm so thankful for it. But the first thing I did was I actually went and got my hair done. And when I say everything just clicked that day of that was justifying what I needed to be in my life was in that moment, because that was like the first time I was like, I'm pretty. This is what I meant to do. This is I meant to make people feel like this every single day. Right. And I couldn't actually, you know, getting out of a relationship like that, it's so hard to rebuild yourself. So I was actually not able to go straight to beauty school. And it actually wasn't until I met my husband now. And we were about a year in to our dating. And we both just looked at each other and we both hated our jobs. I was working retail sales. I mean, I was successful with that, but that's not what I wanted to do. And he, he asked me, he goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I really want to be a hairstylist. And I shared that story with him and he goes, quit your job and go to school and I'll support us full time. Mm. And he let me go to school full time. And now here I am, I'm a hairstylist and I get to do what that hairstylist did that one day for me. I get to make every woman feel that way behind my chair. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so happy for you that, you know, all of that is in the past and look at you now. I mean, so amazing. I'm so grateful and thankful that you got out of there too. I mean, that's just horrific. And I'm so sorry you went through that, but thank Thank you you. for sharing with us. And that's incredible. So thank you so, so much, but tell us too, a little bit now, now that you kind of 
found your path and you knew, okay, I want to do hair. I want to make people feel like this. I'm ready to do what I want to do. When did you know you were ready to open up your own salon? Because that's huge. And that's not like a, you know, easy little, oh, I'm just going to open a salon. So how did that process kind of look for you? And tell us all about it. So very, again, untraditional. Um, if you were to ask me in beauty school, I would be like, I'm never owning a salon. I never wanted to like ever own a salon or do anything. I just thought I wanted to be a hairstylist. Right. Um, but it was actually when COVID happened. So COVID, when that took over the world, um, I was working at a chair or a salon that had 25 plus chairs. Wow. And I just was like, no one wants to be in a big salon environment right now. Right. My husband and I just got engaged right before COVID happened. We had a wedding that was planned for November of 2020. Everything at once, right? Like I couldn't, that year was like the most challenging year, but also the year that changed my life in like the best way possible. Oh, I love that. So I uh, convinced my husband in April of 2020 to let me use all our wedding savings and basically open up my salon suite, which is Amazing. where the blonde bar started. So I ended up opening the blonde bar in a salon suite of June of 2020 and immediately it took off. I think the name just sold itself. Um, you know, yeah. everyone would be like, Oh, the blonde bar, what is that? And so yeah. And I got so busy that by August of 2020, I had to hire my first assistant. Then June, the following June of 2021, I was so busy that I had to actually expand into a salon suite that was right next to me. So I knocked down the wall there and became like a little mini salon. Mm. And then after that, I got nominated for a really big hair award show. And it's, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's one shot by behind the chair. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, It's like the Oscars of the hair awards. And I never thought I would be ever nominated, nominated in my career. Mm -hmm. And I went to that. It changed my life. And three months after we opened up this expansion of the salon suite, I told my husband, we're going to open a salon. And he just begged me to slow down. <laughs> You're like, no, get on board. We're along for the ride now. That's so yeah, he's a very analytical person. And I'm the kind of like free spirit. And so yeah. <laughs> um, I can, I was like, well, what happens if we find an abandoned salon? Like we can do this. Yeah. So we found an abandoned salon and I basically just flipped it myself. I remodeled and did it all myself. And the Blombar salon opened its doors to a storefront in November of 2021. Wow. What a fun story though. I mean, like the COVID businesses are built differently. Okay. Oh, like you made yeah, it like during COVID. COVID. Like they just don't stop. <laughs> no. And I'm like, good for you because the fact that you even tried to open a business during all of that, when everyone was just in crisis mode is really impressive. So amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe or think about like what that was like, but What's scary? The blonde bar offer. What makes it stand out in the market? Tell us why you're different. You know, in Scottsdale, where it's like hair is like the mecca in Scottsdale. Oh yeah, I always tell everyone Scottsdale's like the Beverly Hills of Arizona. Like, it literally, is. just wants to be out there. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, with the name, we do specialize in blonde hair and extensions, but it's it's not it's known we also have brunette and redhead clients like we do do everything yes. in there <laughs> that's always the first question we get is do you have to be blonde to be you know do you have to be blonde to be a client or to work there I'm like no that's just the salon name mm -hmm. um we're also a high-end salon that offers an experience different from all the other salons out there I truly believe that I really wanted to create an environment that like made you feel like you were hanging out with your at your friend's house with your yeah. best friends but getting like the royal treatment at the same time. 
Love it. So from the moment you walk into our salon to the moment you walk out, it's just an experience I want everybody to remember. Oh, I love that. So amazing. And I found you on Instagram because you're also a content creator, which is so fun. I'm from Arizona initially. So I think you were just stuck in my algorithm of all my (laughs) Arizona people, which I love, but I thought you were so funny because a lot of high end, because you are high end and you're chic and you know, you're very exclusive. And I feel like a lot of high end salons, the founders or the staff as a whole kind of mimic that very like, oh, we're you know, above everyone, you know what I mean? Not in a yeah. way, but they're kind of just reserved and stick to that kind of like chic, starky personality. Whereas like yeah. you're high and chic and girly, but you're also so fun to be around and funny and just, you put such a light on social media and I think you're hilarious. So tell us a little bit about you as a content creator. How did you get into that side of it? So it's so funny that you say that because that's so hard for me, even still to this day, to say I'm a content creator. Like I do some (laughs) hours creating content that I don't consider myself a content creator, but I've always loved social media. I'm a millennial, so I grew up with creating, I think, social media. You know, I was on MySpace back in the day and Mm -hmm. I was always like on every single thing that came out, no matter what, I was jumping on it. Um, But, you know, when I started my beauty school, I just knew that social media was what's going to make my business and what's going to make me stand out. So I always did that. I would, you know, always make videos and pictures in school because that's also before reels was when I was in beauty school. But I wouldn't say I really started taking it seriously um, until like last year. And that's when I started making all those my like funny, relatable videos. I feel like everyone who wants to be a content creator, you have to find your niche and like what works for you. And that's just what worked for me. I have a background in being in drama, like all through high school, that's what I did. And I can act out anything, but also be myself at the same time. Because even when I was in high school and drama, the roles I would get were always like roles that my personality like just related to. So that's just where it took off. Just making the comedy and related videos for not just only hairstylist and um, people behind the chair, but just the beauty industry. Like so many people messaged me now and they're like, I don't even own a salon. I'm an eyelash person and I relate to this. Or I think an aquarium messaged me about one of the real ones. And <laughs> You're I was like, like this okay. has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Well, no, it's so cool. It's refreshing to see someone like you doing, you know, funny content, but also running like an empire of a business on the side, right? Not on the side, but you know, you do both, which is so yeah, it's they're both full-time jobs. (laughs) Yes, totally. I love it. And have you seen social media help your business? I mean, like, do people come in because they're like, I found you on TikTok or on Instagram, or how has that kind of changed your business? Absolutely. So, I mean, social media for anyone is just free advertising. Like whatever you put out, you don't have to pay to post. So if you're not using it, like you should be. And like for me, social media has boomed my business, but not only for me personally, for my salon. So, you know, a port, I would say a huge portion of my business is driven purely from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with that too, when hashtags were really popular on Instagram, it linked to Google. So social media actually linked between that and Google. And that's how people would find me through Instagram. And, you know, I say, I tell everyone who works underneath me that social media is a really powerful tool. I'm sure you know if you're from Arizona, Scottsdale in general, or the hair industry in general, is just oversaturated. It's competitive, there's, yeah. Yeah, it, there's so many different stylists out there. And even where 
my salon is located, there's about four salons within a half mile radius from where my salon is. So, you know, it's really important that I, I personally think that you use social media to make yourself stand out. And what I mean by that is like, for me, I've had people who come to me, who find me on Instagram and say, my dog looked like your dog. That's what I wanted to come see. Like they just related to me in some way that that's what made me stand out from other hairstyles. I mean, you have to, I always say like, you got to have talent to back up that area. Of course, like you don't want to like just have someone come in and trash their hair because then that's bad. But you know, they, they do that. They find you off of little things. Someone also related to me because um, they just said that one video I made for them made them laugh so hard that they just wanted to see if I was funny in person. So <laughs> it, social media really has helped my business. And it's something that I also use and really drive a lot because I don't want anyone who works for me to ever feel like they can come work at my salon. And, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm providing for them too. So right. if I'm busting my butt, that makes them want to bust their butt. Yeah, totally. I love it. And I think you mentioned something really interesting. I think it helps you reach your target demographic too. Obviously you guys serve anyone and everyone, but I think, you know, you do have a specific clientele you're trying to reach. And I think that by putting your personality out there a lot more, it helps you reach that audience a lot quicker and they really find why they connect with you and they come in that much sooner. So I love that social media. And when they connect, they trust you easier. Right. Totally. Yes. And I'm, I'm such an advocate for that. I'm like, I'm in Utah right now, but if I was still living in Arizona, I'm like, I would totally come in just because I'm like, Oh my God, she's hilarious. And Oh, thank you. Anytime you're back in out here, girl, come on in. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I'm coming. I'll be in, but no, it's so cool. But tell me too, a little bit about some of the challenges you face working in the industry, whether it's social media related, whether it's just salon, based, whether it's combined of the two, what are some things recently you've had to kind of face? So something I, this, that just speaks to me with this is I think I'm always going to battle with is that the industry is so big, but it's also so small that for me personally, the one thing I struggle with is imposter syndrome. Um, (laughs) It's interesting that I say that because everyone just thinks I'm this confident person. And I mean, I am confident in my abilities and who I am. But I'm always, there's always that fear. Like, you know, if I'm working on my craft continuously, but I'm like, what happens if they don't like their hair? Or, you know, I'm starting to lean into going more to education, teaching other hairstylists. And I'm like, what happens if no one actually comes to my class? So for me, I feel like the industry is always so competitive that you're always comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. That like that's the biggest thing I struggle with. But I really am trying to change that dynamic with some therapy and some other things that I'm going through to help myself realize that we all can build each other up in this industry. And that's huge on women supporting women and, you know, men too. I'm all about that equal, but like, I just want to make sure that the dynamics of that change, that people don't feel like they're not good enough to do anything in this industry because you absolutely are. I love it. Definitely being collaborative over competitive Mm-hmm. measures in the yeah. beauty industry. So I love that you are one of those girls and not on the other side, <laughs> but lots of both, but no, yeah. I definitely, you know, can tell just based off of even talking to you and things that you are obviously such a supportive person of others in the industry and things like that. And those are people that always want to work with each other. So yeah. I love that. Amazing. <laughs> yes. And then let's chat hair a little bit. Tell yeah. me some top trending things in hair this summer. Are they social media trends? Are they just things people keep coming in and asking for what's happening this summer? 
I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think the biggest trend I'm seeing kind of matches the beauty industry in general. I mean, we're seeing it with celebrities, like people are dissolving filler and less Botox and looking more natural. The makeup industry followed right after that with skin and more natural looks. And I think hair is just right behind it right now is everyone wants a more natural lived in look. I mean, balayages have been a thing for years now, but I think everyone wanted that balayage like bright blonde. Like I want to be as blonde as possible, high contrast, where I think now everyone's starting to embrace a little bit more of their natural color. And mm-hmm. instead of maybe being like a platinum blonde, they're maybe toning it down to a honey blonde or like more of a summer golden blonde. So that's what I've seen a lot more in behind the chair, but it's actually exciting for me. I'm one of those people who like trends and things Ooh, change. Yay. I'm not a big fan of the 90s hair, but that's because I lived it. So I'm like, like, we've been there. We're good. Yeah, that can stay back there. The stripey highlights like 2003 Kelly Clarkson. That's good. But um, like, I love the more natural feel because I'm really big on low maintenance hair anyways. That's what I love to do. And, you know, it's it's more expensive, but in the long haul, it's cheaper. And I explain that to everyone. So I'm loving this lived in hair trend. But then you get the trends from TikTok (laughs) and which is a blessing and a curse because like I just had actually a college frat boy. I think he was in a frat, but he basically came in and he wanted to be platinum. I was like, do you know what a toner is? He goes, yeah, TikTok taught me. I'm like, oh, uh, like, I'm like, what did TikTok teach you? And he's like, well, you know, like I tone my hair. I go, I can get this stuff at the store. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's not do that. Let's not. Yeah, I was like, that. please don't do that. Like, I'll be right back in here if you do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, it, it's great. Like the TikTokers that made like, you know, reacting to home people doing their hair at home. Right. But uh, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because I think it's actually brought up the industry, but I don't want it to diminish that certain things you should still get done only in a salon. Totally. Yeah. I'm excited that everyone's going a little bit more natural. I'm definitely a golden blonde girl mm-hmm. and my hair is darkening as I get older on its own. Yep. And I'm like, oh no, because I've always been platinum blonde my whole life. And I'm like, what's happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Hormones, they just do it to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, some happy gold blonde is staying in and it's not that we have to keep reaching platinum. So yeah. Love it. Love it. Do you have a favorite service or treatment you like to perform? Like when it's on your books or someone comes in and asks for it, you're just like, ah, oh, yes. So I love balayages that implants. Mm-hmm. Like I do that all day, but my favorites, if I had to choose one service to only do, it would be extensions. A hundred percent. I know. And once you get them, there is no going back. Oh, I literally told like six years now. I'm like, there's no people are like, you should take a little break. I'm like, "Uh no, that's hilarious. Like that's never happening. (laughs) I'm the same way. I tell myself I'm going to cut them short, and then I put a new set in. I'm like, "Eh, never mind. I'll keep them long. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, 22 inches, just a little trim. Don't take off anything. (laughs) But that's that's so funny. We're all the same. I love it. Okay, what is a typical day in your life as a busy salon owner, stylist, content creator, all the things that you do? Oh, well, how much time do we have for this one? Because I think this <laughs> yeah. is such an answer. <laughs> um, I tell everyone I have three job hats. I'm basically a full-time stylist behind the chair. So I do work still 40 plus hours behind the chair mm-hmm. weekly. I also run the business and then I actually do all my own marketing. So I actually wow. build my website. I do all my online marketing with um, Google ads and all of that as well as social media. So my days keep me super busy. I don't really think I have had a day off in the last two and a half years, Um, (laughs) but it's been worth it. And I just love what I do. So if I didn't love what I 
I did every day. I wouldn't hustle the way I do, but I also want anyone, if I can do it, I want anyone to see that if you work really hard, you can do it. Now I will say I'm at the part right now in my career where I'm willing to start letting someone else do my website because it's just getting too (laughs) much. Um, But what's nice is about, you know, doing it myself now hiring anyone else to do it. I understand it a lot more. It's not really just trusting someone. So I've kind of built my business around learning how to do everything myself. So now I can kind of be a part of it and understand it as well. I love it. So smart. And your website looks amazing. So I don't think that you need, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, I definitely need to pop in at some point because you've got the pink couches and you have the pink backlights on your back bar, like all the things I'm like, oh my God, it's pink. I I love it. I get all the girly stuff at the salon. That's how I tell my husband. (laughs) Yes. It's my favorite. I love it. Well, is there anything in the works we should be looking out for anything we should be keeping up with you for anything at all? So there's a couple things. So it's funny that you mentioned the salon and how it looks. I'm actually remodeling Ooh, the, pink stain. the pink stain. Don't worry. That's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> there's just some things because I remodeled it myself. There's some things I want to change and just make it a more high-end experience. So we actually okay. start that in two weeks. So that's Ooh. great. And then again, another thing I've actually never mentioned online. So, and this is a big one is I actually, in the past two years, have been creating my own extension line. So, um, huge. yeah, so next year is when I'm planning on launching. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations. That's Thank huge. you. Oh, my gosh. Yay. I'm like, yeah, I, I just wanted to create. There's so many extensions. I'm sure, you know, you've tried so many. Right. There's just so many different lines out there. And for me personally, I just wanted to create a line that was like, for hairstylists by a hairstylist, like yes. colors, the quality, like, you know, so many times I would have to custom color like someone's root shade or right. a low light in there or a tone. And I just want it to be where this line will have everything for every hairstylist. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I'm like, <laughs> are you going to have a little launch party? I'm like, I hope so. I hope so. That's the plan. <laughs> like, that's so fun. Oh my God, I love it. Yay. Well, congratulations on everything. That's so exciting. I mean, huge, two huge things you're doing for your business. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> but let's wrap up with some burning beauty rapid fire questions just for fun, whatever comes to mind. All right. Okay. TikTok trends. Would you try them? Yes or no? Ooh. Um, I, yes, yes, I would. I, yes. depend- okay. I always say, you know, you got to try everything once, right? I try once. Love yeah. it. Okay. One hair product you cannot live without. Okay. I, you know, I've listened to your podcast and there's been hairstyles and I'm surprised no one's like really said this, but like, I don't know how anyone can live without dry shampoo. Like that is like one thing I could never live without. Nope. I know I'm on like day five and I'm like, one more day. (laughs) How many, how many cans does it take to get me to my next um, shampoo? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Do you have a favorite? Oh yeah. I use a lot of Davines products, but they have one. It's called the hair refresher. Um, so it's actually created by them to deodorize your hair. So mm. it's a dry shampoo and a deodorizer. Like you can't beat it. Cause most of the time people would want to spray perfume in your hair it has right. alcohol in it. It will dry your hair out. Don't do it. But this one will take any of that scent that you, you know, if you've been working out or anything, it's just by far the best dry shampoo and it does not leave a white cast. Ooh, I want to try that. That sounds yeah. amazing. Okay. Your best hair hack. Do you have one? Ooh, never go to bed with your hair in a ponytail or what? Yes. Okay. Can you explain this to us? Because 
I've gotten my extensions done at multiple salons, just living and bouncing all over the place. But some are like, you need to put your hair up or like in a scrunchie when you sleep with extensions and other like, don't do that. And some are like, you need to braid it. And I'm just like, what, what is the best way? Because I don't know. There's, I mean, that's what I, every stylist is so different, but I have done extensions for so long and you should always braid your hair and okay. you should never go with your hair wet. And the reason why when your hair is wet, try stretching it. You'll see exactly Ooh. what I'm saying. When you pull your hair, when it's wet, it stretches more than when it's dry. So if you go to bed with wet hair, especially with extensions, one, you're going to end up with matting because your hair is just rolling around. Two, your hair is pulling a lot more. It doesn't matter if you have a satin or silk silk pillowcase. It's still stretching. So you never want to go to bed with wet hair. I tell my clients to go to bed with either a low ponytail with a satin or silk scrunchie or braid it. Braid it will give okay. you your best because it takes the tension off of your hair when you're sleeping. Yes. And if you ever have like when you put your hair up and that like right at your um, hairline on your neck, like those little breakage pieces, those are ponytail breakage. I can tell okay, almost yeah, I have so many of those. It's mm-hmm. really bad. Like if you're sleeping with your hair up, think about it. That's exactly where your head's laying on a pillow and it's causing mm-hmm. so much friction. It breaks right there. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Yeah. I played softball for 15 years. So I think I'm oh my God, same. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. What position did you play? I played second my whole life. I was a first baser. I started third and then I went to first. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. That's so funny. But yeah, I mean, playing, it's like your hair is up like every single day and it would be in this like tight ponytail. And like back then I didn't know too much about like hair care and all that. I just, you know, threw it up and whatever. But like now I still have so much breakage from that time period where I'm like, oh my God, is it ever going to grow more? Because I don't know, but yeah. And in the helmet too, like all that friction, if you think about all the friction from even just putting on your helmet or like your hat or visor playing, like I tell everyone, I'm like friction on your hair causes friction. Like headbands are not something I would recommend wearing all the time because of the friction. I've seen people almost get like postpartum breakage from headbands. We need to create like a sports friendly hair equipment line. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It doesn't exist. And a lot of us have trauma from that. So oh Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. What is your personal hair situation in the morning? Ooh, what do you mean? Like what do I do in the morning? Or yes. Oh, first I will dry shampoo. see how long we could push that out. Um, I pretty much, I'm a simple girl with my hair. I love beach curls, like simple waves. That's just what I do. So I pretty much just dry shampoo, oil my ends from the ears down and curl my hair and I'm good to go. Love it. Okay. And then we all know hairstylists love their coffee. So what's your favorite coffee order? Oh, I'm a Starbucks girl. I've tried Dutch. I've tried BlackRock. That's really popular out here right now. Starbucks is just always where it's at. But I'm just simple. I like their cold brews, like with oh, a yeah. foam, their cold foam on top. That's it. So good. Love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited for you and everything you've been doing and everything you're about to do. It's so exciting. But where can people connect with you? Where can they follow you? Where can they connect with the blonde bar? Where can they book an appointment? All the things. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm the.blonde.bar. Um, and then our salon Instagram is the blonde bar salon. We're mainly just on Instagram. I'm not a big TikToker. <laughs> I am, but I'm not, I don't really use it for my hair. I use it for more of my personal stuff. Right. Uh, but if you guys want to come and see us, we're in North Scottsdale in Arizona and you can just go to the blonde bar, and you can absolutely book your appointment 
so easily online there. I love it. Thank you so much, Lindsay. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.